0: I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only Hello, say and welcome to Goodfellas can.
2: Minute, the only podcast that analyzes Martin Scorsese's film Goodfellas, one glorious minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, and with me are Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello, everyone. We're back together, the gang. Connor, you're back and joining us. It made me
0: nervous. Yeah, well, Alex uh, and Pete th- they're good. They're good. They did well, so I have twice as many notes as I had the week before.
1: (laughs) You really got to (laughs) prepare. I know.
0: We're going to need to do that stuff that Pete did. (laughs)
1: Because, honestly, we had a conversation. You know what? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right. Well, so minute 16 starts with uh, the mobsters applauding young Henry on the steps of the courthouse again, uh, (laughs) rewarding him for getting arrested. And uh, the minute ends with a, uh, a trucker getting out of his truck and sauntering across the parking lot at a diner. So uh, we're going to get to that saunter. Yeah, we're going to get to that saunter indeed. Uh, but first off, Connor, this is your first. Uh, you, you missed the, the mobsters uh, uh, congratulating Henry. On, you you broke your cherry.
0: It, that's right. I did miss it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you have a point? Well, did you I like, like it? it? Did you like it? I don't know. Did you
0: have any thoughts about that? I don't know. <laughs> you want to go back? To, you want me to talk about the last five minutes? Well, you still got you? a couple of seconds in this that's minute. <laughs> don't get away. Hey. It's. it's it is funny that they're so brazen in, in the fact that they control the judges and the cops that they're all just there. Yeah. there's, there's no, They don't care.
2: There, there's at one point where everybody's mobbing Henry and they're hugging him and, they, and the camera spins from Henry's point of view to the top of the stairs and you're looking down on him and everybody's pinching his cheeks and grabbing him. At one point, Henry points at somebody and does the gun like, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Yes, he does. I'm so worried that that guy is gonna listen. <laughs> and he's gonna feel really bad about himself. I really like that. That like this had a really natural sort of sound that they just let them all be like, yeah, yeah. rude, yeah. kind of dead and weird sounding. And it was, yeah. I guess, it was kind of realistic in that way. I like how they also are all coming at you. Yeah. Yes. It's sort of the, when you, you start this minute. at the first thing they're all coming at you. I have dreams like that. And well, they're, they're,
2: they're all coming at you, and then and then it spins, and then you're with them. You're coming at Henry, and it's a, it's that
0: slow zoom. Wow, it's actually that's a hell of a metaphor, isn't it? It is, right? Well, it's, there's I'd also there's, there's a lot in this film, and it'll come up later on in, in this week, in which the camera is either you or it carries a very claustrophobic feeling of being surrounded by everybody, right? And mm-hmm. he, that's something that's, that Scorsese excels at in this in this film. If you go back to the when his father beats him in the house, that sh- low, low shot where you are with Henry when, when he's coming at you with the belt, he does that a lot in this, yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then we get another freeze frame. Drink. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's
1: your Anna's that moment. That's what we're going to call it on this.
2: <laughs> are we actually keeping track of the number of freeze
1: frames? We really should, shouldn't we? Well, it's a little late for that now. Not we're just going to say drink. We're going to say drink. <laughs> that's what we're going to
0: do. I'd, right, so, so here I'd we're going to say but it would look funny. <laughs> Idlewild Airport, 1963, is the title card, and this is time jump. The, one of the most important uh, introductions in the film is the Idlewild Airport itself.
1: Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this, and you're going to know you're going to talk about Idlewild, but what's interesting about this shot is that I was looking at it, and I don't think it's uh, stock footage. But it's all dressed up to be period. They didn't have digital back then, so somehow they had to mock this up. Oh yeah, no. This, or they went this, to another airport.
2: No, this shot. I, I looked it up actually. This shot is uh, a cargo area at modern day JFK Airport.
1: Yeah, so look. Th- you can see the city in the background.
2: Yeah, th- this is actually uh, on the location, page. and they they mocked up this section with the re- with the old cars and all that sort of stuff to look at. Um, but yeah, wow. this is, this is straight up legit. Like they took a, they took a, 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 corner of the airport, a cargo area away from the main terminals and filmed this down to the plane in the background.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: That's, that's, I mean, that, that's real because, movie making.
1: And what's funny, I've never actually, like I've seen it, but I never noticed it and looked at it and yeah. I thought, well, that's, that's something, right? Like that's really, you know, the cherry on top of the, of the movie.
0: Uh, and it's going to be one of those things. I think we're going to notice a lot of things like that, but right. That's them doing it right. It's, it, what's interesting is that, so the time jumps in 1963. And we're going to get to older Henry in a second. But <laughs> the events that, that happen as a result of JFK Airport or Ottawa take place in 1967. Right. So I wonder why they chose to do it in a different year in the film.
1: Well, they're standing out, the, the shot after that, then they're standing outside of the, the, the airline diner. Uh, which is i think they're trying to say it's near the airport the truck that comes by is from the airport however uh well, watchers will know the diner is nowhere near JFK
2: yeah well i think whoa, whoa, we whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we're jumping we're jumping all ahead so what connor say so so a lot of the events of the movie that we're about to get into all in real life took place in 1967 but this title mm-hmm. card says 1963 and right. wh- how i always interpret that was was that they wanted to establish says Scorsese wanted to establish the location and Idlewild Airport as being an important hub. And for those who don't know, Idlewild Airport was the is the original name of what is now today JFK
0: Airport. Well, in, well in that's there. the fun fact is that yeah. in 1963, this was the year that it changed to JFK. Right, yeah. Oh, really? I thought that was later.
1: Huh, interesting. Nope. It
0: was the year he was killed.
1: I mean, I think this is just one of those – Liberties.
2: Yeah, I think I think what they're trying to do is, is show the time jump, show that he's older, but also that it's still earlier on. Establish the location, mm-hmm. and then let let everything else play. I mean, they they go fast and loose with the real time events, you know, over the next ten sure. years, pretty fast. <laughs> I think that's to be expected. But um, so, quick history on Idlewild Airport. Um, as we mentioned, it was uh, it was the modern day JFK Airport. Uh, do you know where the name Idlewild came from, guys? Well, it was a golf course. Connor does. He did his research oh. as well. Yeah. So the Ottawa golf course it, that it was built on, um, the project actually started in 1943. And the idea was to build another airport to provide relief for the overcrowded LaGuardia Airport in
0: 1943. <laughs> never,
2: never worked. <laughs> Which, think about that, because what year did LaGuardia Airport open? <laughs> like, it can't, it can't have been much earlier than that. Uh, so LaGuardia Airport, which is in the north part of Long Island, up on Queens, uh, it opened. Uh, where is it? I'm trying to find it. It opened in
1: 1929, Jeez. and it was and it, yes, and it, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Wait, so by nine to 14 years later, it was they were like, hey, yep, enough of this, yep.
2: So it didn't take very long. It, w- it was a it was an airfield from 1929 until 1934, and then Fiorello LaGuardia, during his tenure, uh, made it into a commercial airport. It, so like 19, So in in literally less than tw- in 15 20 years, LaGuardia became so overcrowded they needed to buy- build another airport. And the idea was that Idlewild would be the international airport, and LaGuardia would be the domestic one. That was True. the idea. So it opened in 1948, and. Um, and basically the Port Authority forced the airlines to use Idlewild for international
0: flights and not LaGuardia. Like literally forced them. So- Actually, you know what's, what's interesting is that the name wasn't even – Idlewild wasn't even the real name of the airport. Oh, was it? It was a New York international airport. <laughs> they just, so Idlewild just, was just that? Everyone just called it Idlewild because of oh, that's the That's awesome. Course. And that's what it sort of stuck.
1: I know supermarkets like that. Like they changed the name and sold it a bunch of times, and just nobody paid attention. They just didn't right. take. It didn't take. I like yeah. that. Yep. Here's the, I, I. just in in terms of New York City, I'll always stand up for LaGuardia. It's a good airport. I like as long airport. as you didn't. I lived
0: near there. You only stand up for it because you lived five minutes from it. Yeah. exactly.
2: Well, no, I'll join. I'll join Josh in that. In that, for the majority of my life, LaGuardia was the go-to airport. Of course, it was. Like but it, it doesn't mean it wasn't a terrible airport. No, no, no. I know. But I'm saying is that like, like literally every flight I took, you know, as a kid and like through the '80s and '90s was at a LaGuardia. I remember could be, you know, growing up on the North Shore of Long Island, dry, taking the northern state all the way across, going by Shea, and then going to the airport. And it wasn't until you know, 2000s or so that I completely just switched, and now every, all my flights go through JFK.
1: Right. I'll do LaGuardia whenever I get the chance. It's easier. You just get on that little bus there. You get over to the N. Yep. You're done. I think it's also or, great. Or if you live right where the N is, like yeah. I did, that's also helpful.
2: It's also great from a historical standpoint.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Because there are so many
2: decrepit, falling down old airplane hangars with the old American Airlines logo and stuff. I love it. Like from a historical standpoint, I, yeah. So I like it. I like that. I like that the counter that the name of Idlewild Airport was never actually Idlewild Airport, except the three letter identification was IDL. <laughs> mm, well,
0: that's how much the name took. Yep. <laughs> right, okay, so that's enough get, for Airport Corner. Yeah. Give <laughs> the, the hero shot of, of Henry Hill, which is we, obviously, it? we obviously already met. Ray Liotta's Henry Hill in the very first scene of the movie. But uh, this, is our, this is our hero shot introduction to Ray Liotta as a, a quote unquote adult Henry Hill. In this point in, in 1963, Henry Hill's 20 years old. Well, as, that's my note right here. This was a Ray Liotta's 36 year old uh, <laughs> performance. Is that how old he really was then? He, he, yes. he
1: kind of pulled it off. I, thought, I always think of him as younger than that. I think more impressive is the fact that Oscar winner Joe Pesci is supposed to be
0: 18 to 20 there. No, right. he's supposed to be 13 here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's an sorry, old thir- that that's him. an old 13 yeah <laughs> the rough 13 he's had a lot of mileage on that 13 year old face but yeah. um he kind of also pulls it up i mean it doesn't really matter no but uh this is where we, we get this sort of long slow pan up low angle shot of henry hill leading against the car next to tommy it's the beauty shot.
1: I mean, it's the same yeah, it's thing as like like what you see—the point of view of like a, a guy's eyes going, you know, up a girl's body in a movie normally—and it's these guys instead. It's Joe Pesci.
2: Um, I got—I got to admit, uh, you know, talk about the hero shot, though. I mean, despite I, I never bought that he was twenty-one in this movie, by the way, either. But uh, Ray Liotta. But um, but talk about looking cool. I mean, the the you know from the shoes to the suit
0: to well, the well, we like to talk to about the, all the clothes, to- Ron, which is he, he owned, and I assume this whole outfit is up there.
1: Oh man.
2: I mean, this whole outfit is, in the the slow drag on the cigarette. The,
1: I was just gonna say, if you got this outfit, you'd start smoking.
2: Yeah, the, the <laughs> shirt the shirt unbuttons, so you see the undershirt. Like it's just, uh, and even Joe Pesci. I mean, I'll even go give Joe Pesci. I'd wear that blue shirt. I don't know if actually, I'd wear. It. I, I don't know. I've I'd, seen you in
0: that outfit. Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I. I don't know if I'd wear it with a blazer like that, but I would wear that blue shirt. Yeah, you would. You would one hundred percent wear it with that blazer. <laughs> even kind of looks. Like, his hair is kind of like your hair. Yeah, actually, you could be. Uh, a yeah. yeah,
1: nice. Got a nice dark head of hair. Yeah. So, I like how they both check their watches in the sync.
2: Well, they're they're waiting. Cool move. They're, they're waiting for something, and they're waiting for a truck to pull up, which looks conspicuously like the truck that, that uh, Robert De Niro hijacked a couple of minutes earlier.
1: Again, this is one of those <laughs> things where the first time I really looked at that truck, and I was like, they totally salvaged some piece of junk truck yep. and kind of barely.
0: Pushed it into the parking out. lot.
1: Yeah, they like it's all rusted and beaten. Like it actually looks like a forty-year-old truck. Yeah, you know, it's it's sort of a dullish, stolen red color,
0: and it's, it's fine. Like I've just never noticed pushing it into the parking lot. Yeah, for it's a the, small for the parking. parking lot. <laughs> I've been, yeah. I've
1: been to that parking lot, and there's no, that truck's not fitting. Well, speaking speaking of the parking lot, uh, so this is this was filmed. So this is the
2: airline diner, which in reality <laughs> is the Jackson Hole diner, uh, which is still open and around on this to that, this day. It's on.
1: Signs there.
2: It's it's They're, located on Astoria Boulevard in Queens. And actually, if you are driving on the approach to the Triborough Bridge, or now the RF, that's, is that the RFK or the Koch? What do they? That's, a, that, that's, that's the another RFK example
1: Bridge. of something not taking.
2: Yeah, like, exactly.
1: That's the RFK. I'm like, well, all your signs still say. <laughs> yeah
2: uh, but if you're driving along the approach to the bridge, if you look up to the right at some point, you will see the neon Jackson Hall diner sign. Um, I drove
1: past that so many times. I'm like, I'm going to go there someday. I never did.
2: Yep. Um, Open 10 a.m. Al- to midnight. Yep. Al- also, if they were going to shoot this today, they would have to take down a lot of signage from down that area. There are billboards and everything there now. Like well, If it, they were
1: going to shoot it today, yeah. you just <laughs> digital take that all out
2: yeah um, no but it's, it's just i just find it amazing how clean that area looks in this shot as compared yeah. to how it how um busy it looks now
1: well here's the you thing know? though. It, that's the thing about queens though is that you can if you get rid of those signs it it's it's indistinguishable yeah in time yeah. <laughs> like if you were to look from the top of that hill where the cab stand is you know and again you would take the signs off you know it's all the same yeah it doesn't it does not change yep all right,
2: so uh, we'll we'll find out a little more about this uh, truck driver in our next minute, as well as more a little
1: about Idlewild Airport. But uh, do you guys have a little about this music? Oh yeah, so yeah, they're great songs. Yes. yeah. You can't, can't skip the music. The Music yeah. is integral. Uh, this is uh, Stardust by Billy Ward and His Dominoes. Uh, their R&B group formed in 1950. They performed in the 60s. Uh, on the it took them a while. Uh, they were one of the first rock and roll songs. Uh, one of their first rock and roll songs was 60 Minute Man. In 1951, that's a marathon right there. Uh, It was a cover of gospel and R&B to pop. Uh, Stardust was a 1957 release. It was number 12 on the U.S. pop charts. It's one of the first multi-track recordings in rock and roll history. Uh, Billy Ward, of his dominoes, arranged and wrote the music and played the piano and hired singers uh, from his students and then some other talents. Uh, It also launched the career of one Jackie Wilson. Yeah, Billy Ward and his
2: dominoes. It was just like a rotating crew uh, of uh, singers that Billy Ward would hire. So, uh, they were great, his. Great song. Great song, though. Stardust is really – and it's, it totally sets the moment so good. Even though it's a 1957 song, clearly it's still in this kind of dreamy, early 60s Camelot era, you know?
0: Yeah. So. It, it, it It is that for these guys. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's why they chose the year because that was the year obviously Camelot died with was- yeah, with JFK, and this is the year everything sort of changes for these characters. Yeah, possibly. Um, but I, before we go, I know that last week uh, there was a, a drought in terms of the use of the word fuck. <laughs> um, today also yeah, uh, zero nothing. fucks, zero fuck count zero. Right. There is going to be a minute though coming. It has. To <laughs> be. Well, well ha- what happens is uh, Pesci hasn't talked very much. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. He is, <laughs> We're gonna. He is, you're gonna. <laughs> He's the fuck found.
2: You're gonna you're gonna look at the curve of fucks throughout the movie, and it's gonna it's gonna start peaking up in a minute, and it's gonna make up for the past
0: five minutes. He's or so. responsible for I think fifty percent of the fucks, is whatever. <laughs> so we'll find out. And also, I I did notice this as I was going through and, and checking. A lot of these fucks happen kind of in the background, in the not in the main conversation, but in the side conversations. So, oh, that's
2: a tough one. The, under the, the muttering in the background, yeah. fucks. Yeah, yeah. so you're it's missing hard. all these fucks. <laughs> I'm
0: not. I'm not you know, saying this is the official count. I'm just saying this is our unofficial fuck count. Which is
2: zero. <laughs> we're, we'll, we're doing our best, all right? Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so anything else on minute number 16?
0: That's all I got.
2: No, we're good. Alright, that's a great suit. Alright, so tune in tomorrow for minute number 17. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellowsMin, and on Instagram and Facebook at uh, slash Goodfellas Minute. And of course, you can find all of our episodes and links to everything on social media over on GoodfellowsMinute.com. And uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've kept the, it kind of brief here on the end, but we just wanted to let everyone know that we've launched a way for you to help support uh, Goodfellows Minute. Uh, if you go to Patreon.com slash GFM, or you can just go to GoodfellowsMinute.com slash support, where you can find links to our our patreon or links to shop via amazon help us out help keep the servers running and help keeping the show coming out on time for the next like six months so uh please we thank everybody who helps us out we appreciate it if you have any questions or anything of note you can email us at contact at goodfellowsminute.com uh and if you like comic books check out our sister site over at ifanboy.com for our weekly podcast there so until tomorrow i'm ron i'm connor and i'm josh
0: or will i go from rags to return my fate is up.